Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Today is Friday, September 17th, 2021, the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it. I hope you're doing well. I've got my cup of coffee, Javalia coffee, and I'm just enjoying the day the Lord has made. Um, you know, God bless you wherever you're listening from. I'll pray for you. I uh, hope that the Lord is just uh, just drawing you to a place of renewal and freedom uh, as you are walking each day with Him. That's what this podcast is all about. We're celebrating freedom in Christ and the freedom that we already have and how we can live that out in our everyday walk with the Lord. So uh, I hope that's uh, that's you today. So thanks for joining us. We did part one uh, on, on talking about mental health uh, last week. So I hope that if you missed that episode, you go back and get that. But today I want to go ahead and jump into part two. And I want to I want to talk this time about, you know, we kind of ended last time on how our thoughts and feelings interact. And we want to get to a place, I want to start off by saying we want to get to a place where we we are thinking truth. Scripture talks about having a sound mind. Okay? Having a sound mind. So we're in a place where we're and and I define that as we are we are believing truth and we're living then out of truth, and so we're not we're not uh, we're not acting out of our feelings. We're ultimately acting out of our thoughts and beliefs, which lead to feelings, which then lead to actions. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit more about the connection because uh, there is a connection, and we we often think we're just. We, we've gotten into this state of mental health because of our feelings or because of circumstances, and oftentimes it's, it's be, it, in most of the time, it's because of thoughts that do not line up with truth. And I'm connecting thoughts and beliefs together, and I, we talked about last time, if, if there are false beliefs or if there are lies, and you are living out of those lies, and then when that thought comes and your belief is a lie— you're going to be feel your feelings are going to be based on that, and then your actions or reactions are going to be based on that. So here's what I want to go today. So actually, the part there's a part, two parts in your brain, <laughs> the part that thinks and the part that feels are not the same. Okay, they're actually literally different, separate parts in your brain. Physiology has shown us this. Okay, and I'm not a physiologist, so I don't know, but I've I've been doing some research on this, and so the area that the area where thinking and feeling happens are two different places. And so physiology has shown us, though, is that the parts, the, the thinking parts dominate or actually direct the feeling. Yet what happens is we're actually much more aware and focused on the emotion than we are the thoughts. Right? And so so we that created the emotion. So in other words... What we're saying is, is that feelings are the product of thoughts and beliefs. And I've said this before, you will not do, you will not act consistently beyond what you think and believe. Okay, and so this is now actually physiologically true, is that those parts in your brain that, that are thinking, they are actually directing the feeling part. So if I'm thinking that, if, my, if the thought comes that I'm unlovable, unworthy, uh, nobody cares about me, whatever. Well, when something happens in my life or a thought, another thought comes, then the feeling of loneliness, the feeling of despair, the feeling of depression, the feeling of fear, the feeling of whatever is going to come, but it's always connected to the belief and the thought. 
Okay, so let's get into this. So again, let me say that statement again. Feelings are the product of thoughts and beliefs. Okay, and if we're living out of our emotions, which I believe most people do, and myself included at times have done this and still do, if we're living out of our feelings, we're, we're reacting. We're not actually acting. We, we don't act. We don't, you know, someone doesn't ever act on a feeling. They act on, they're reacting. We're actually reacting to a thought, and we don't see it that way. So painful feelings, whether that's anxiety, depression, those result, those are a result from thoughts that are generating those painful feelings. Okay, the thought of depression, the thought of, of uh, you know, nobody, nobody loves me, or I'm unlovable, unworthy. Okay, that, that's actually a belief, by the way. Okay, the thought may come, but it's, it's a belief. The thoughts and beliefs are tied together, okay? Uh, so those, those feelings of despair or those feelings of anxiety or those feelings of nervousness or whatever or fear, that is the result of a, of a thought, okay? Now, as opposed to what we would call peace, joy, hope, those kind of thoughts, all right, those result... Those result, um, those produce pleasant feelings, right? So if my thoughts are focused on peace, joy, hope, then that's going to produce and generate more what we call pleasant feelings. Okay, the, here's the thing to say: the, the the feeling parts are not rational, <laughs> and this is where we get, you know, this is the whole where culture will say, well, if you if it feels good, do it. Well, of course, that would not be true for us as believers because we would. Uh, there's a lot of things that we may may feel right to us, or may we may feel it. But should we act on it? No, of course, of course not. They're feelings. Feelings don't act. I said that earlier. They react, and they're reacting to what? They're reacting to our thoughts and beliefs. So emotions are a result on the soundness of our thoughts. And this is where we miss it. And this is where I've done so much learning over that in the last four years of we think that this emotion's coming and I'm depressed and I, what was me? And this is all this kind of stuff. And yet, again, it's always going to that deeper place. Why am I feeling this? It's probably because there's a thought and a belief that is not true based on God's word. So emotions, again, are a result of and they are actually reliant on the accuracy of thoughts. And I've said this before, emotions are not good or bad, they're neutral. It's not about trying to make yourself feel better. Okay? So when these thoughts then become distorted, when they become they become false beliefs and they are not true or rational, guess what they're going to produce? They're going to inevitably produce distorted and even potentially damaging feelings. So we're feeling the feeling, and then we call it emotional problems, but they're actually irrational thought patterns. Okay? Um, So thoughts are actually, well, we can say it. Thoughts are actually correct or incorrect. Thoughts are actually accurate or inaccurate. Thoughts are actually valid or invalid reflections of reality. I may think that I'm going to die, where in reality I'm not. <laughs> okay, thoughts have thoughts can either be true or untrue based on God's word. 
And I've said this, you know, the core lie that that was the thought in my head, the tape recorder. I always kind of go back to the old school, the tape recorder in your head. That's the thoughts, right? The thoughts that are there that God wants to renew. My tape recorder was basically on repeat of saying, Matt, you're unworthy. Matt, you're unworthy. Matt, there's something wrong with you. That was the thought. Now, yes, was it from the enemy? Was it something I accepted? Was it... Was it something from the, from, from the world and the flesh? Yes, but I was attaching myself to it, and the tape recorder kept playing. And then when the emotion would come and the, the circumstance would come, it would reinforce that. And the tape recorder just kept getting louder and louder and louder. But it was tied to a belief that I was actually, I was unworthy. There was something wrong with me. Well, guess what? That's untrue. And I thought it was just the emotion and the circumstances that were producing it, and it was the other way around. And you will know the truth, right? And the truth will set you free. The truth of Jesus, the truth of what he said about me, the truth that I am fully worthy. So emotions are byproducts of thoughts and beliefs. So emotions don't have a moral value. They're just feelings. They're not right or wrong. I know people may may, uh, disagree with this, but Jesus had feelings. Jesus had emotions, They weren't right or wrong. They aren't right or wrong for us. So it's not wrong to feel sad. It's not wrong to feel depressed. But it should always lead us to, well, why am I sad? You look in Scripture and look in the Psalms and and David's crying out to the Lord, woe is me, my soul is downcast. Why is my soul downcast, Lord? And then he says, oh, wait a minute. He takes his focus and puts it back on the truth. I will put my hope in the Lord. I'll put my faith and trust in the Lord. Feelings, feelings are not pointless, but they, but they, uh, but feeling sad. For example, feeling sad is not wrong morally. Feeling depressed is not wrong. And I'm gonna do an episode on depression. But being depressed, if you're a believer in Christ and you're going through depression, that's not a sin. Now it could be a result. I'm gonna say this: it could be a result of sin. You, in other words, you may be feeling depressed because you are in a sense some you know fleshly patterns and you're acting on those. I'm not saying that won't be the case, but depression itself is not a sin. Please hear that. Feeling sad is not a sin. Feeling down is not a sin. Jesus went through emotions. God gave us emotions to experience and feel the world, to interact with the world, to to be able to grieve loss, to be able to celebrate and have joy. He gave us that. That's part of the, the way we experience life, but it's also the way we can experience life in Him, but it's always meant to go to the deeper level. But the part of your the part of your brain that matters in, in, in terms of where where your emotions are going to go in response are, are where your thoughts are. We're going to do a series here real soon on on the mind, um, and they they're not going to be able to if if that part is there that's that's living out of a lie. They're not going to be able to tell the difference between a true thought and a false one. So then the emotion gets generated, um, and, and and as if they were just that was true. And then, but they're actually distorted. So the emotion comes out of a distorted thought. So let's just say this. Let's just, let's just use this as an example, okay? Uh, let's say that you believe that your spouse no longer loves you. Okay, so what's going to happen? You have, you're going to have feelings that go with that circumstance without regard to whether they actually don't love you or not. You just, that may be, that's, that's your thought. My spouse no longer loves me. So my feelings are going to come. So as we said this, Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinketh, so he is. As you think, things are, you. that's what you believe reality to be. 
So if I accept something that's false, but I accept it as truth, that's where the false belief comes in. That's where you're at a place where you're now in jeopardy because that now you've accepted a lie to be true. And, and, and that's where our part comes in. We've accepted it. We've allowed it to be true. My, my lie of me being unworthy, at some point I accepted that. I accepted that false uh, thought as truth. Then I'm in jeopardy. Why? Because then I'm not, I'm not of sound mind because anything and everything that happens to me, I was living out of that lie. So mental health requires that I'm living in truth. To be mentally healthy, then we must know the truth and the truth will set us free. And then as and then the other side of that, we are not going to be experiencing mental health to the extent that we are not living in truth. And so what so this is not about us telling ourselves the truth and all of a sudden going around saying these positive uh, you know, affirmations per se. Sure, it's gotta be it's the this is the work of the Holy Spirit. This is the work of the Lord in us to that's what it was for me to to say, Matt, no, I'm gonna take out that tape recorder that's in your brain, that's in your mind, and I am gonna put a new tape recorder, a new voice. And here's the bottom line truth. That voice was always there, but I wasn't listening to it. The other voice seemed so much louder because I kept accepting it over and over again as truth. And the more we would the more we reject that voice that tape recorder we reject it and say no way i'm going to throw that out. i'm going to throw that out in the moment you can literally say i count myself dead to that thought and i'm alive to god through jesus christ i'm dead to that thought that's not the voice i need to be listening to and so but we live we live um so we've again so if if i've accepted that as truth then that's going to be how i'm going to live out of okay and now we're living in a in a time where we are now in the time in culture, but also in Christianity, where we are, uh, there's a time where now pe- where people are rejecting undisputable, objective truth, absolute truth is what I would say. I guess okay. We some people believe that it's it's all relative, and this is even some believers okay that you you can kind of create your own truth, and that your truth may be different from my truth. And so then the question comes, well, how's that working for, for you? How's that working for you when it comes to mental health? And so, again, this is, this is where we have to go to God's Word. 2 Timothy 3.16, Paul says this. This is, this is a huge, important verse. All Scripture is breathed out of God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Scripture is given to us, the inspiration of God, as the source of truth, and it is what can be used in correcting our thinking and renewing our mind. This is going to stand, and this is where it gets difficult. This is going to stand in direct contrast to culture. And my fear is that my fear, there's a, there's an emotional word, right? My fear is, is that this has infiltrated Christianity. It, ha- it just has. So we're dealing with mental health the way the world is telling us to deal with mental health. Instead of using scripture to be the source of truth, we're now looking to the world and the self-help and all of that for our definition of, of what mental being mentally healthy is. So we are now, we want to submit ourselves and to accept God's truth rather than our own. Bottom line is, as a believer, if we're going to live in reality and we're going to live in truth, 
We must look to God and his perspective on this. And we, we ultimately make a choice to accept what is true. I had to make a choice at some point to accept that I am completely worthy in Christ based on my new identity and based on what God had remade me into a new creation. Sure, I could keep living in that thought of being unworthy. And sometimes it rears its ugly head, I'll be honest with you. I still struggle with depression sometimes. I still struggle with levels of being mentally healthy, but but I'm in a lot better place because because it's been God's work through through the Holy Spirit in me and through through scripture and through the word of God to be able to say this is what the renewing of the mind looks like and now I have I have a different tape recorder. I still have a choice every day of what what station to listen to. I can still go back and listen to that old station of of the stinking thinking, or I can set my mind. I can, that's where the choice is. I can set my mind on what is true. And so that's what, that's what it is. I must be able to, at some point, consider God's perspective and accept his definition of truth. And that's, that's what's going to increase my level of healthy thinking. That's what's going to do it. And, and so that's where, that's where we want to go. And I'm going to do a part three on this because I want, I, want, uh, I want us to be able to unpack this a little bit more. Because uh, next time I want to talk about well, what does that look like, being able to then focus on healthy thinking. But as I did last time, I want to, I want to leave you with a, a scripture passage um, or so. And so, um, but I, yeah, this is what I want you, you to be able to do. Colossians 3, 2, set your mind on things above, not on things that are on earth. And 2 Corinthians 10.5, which I think is one of the key ones, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. That is where we're going to be in a mentally sound place. When that thought comes, the first question is, is this from God? Because if it's anything that has to do with condemnation or unworthiness or you're rejected or you're not loved or you're... You should be ashamed of yourself or look at what you did. Any kind of condemning or accusing, that's from the enemy, that's from the world, that's from the flesh. Any of that is not from God. And what is our, what is our, so we destroy that argument. We destroy that thought. Everything that's raised against God, we, we have the choice then to take that thought captive. We make it, here's how we make it obedient to Christ. We simply say, I'm dead to that thought. It's not me. I have a new channel I can listen to, a new station I can listen to. And I can, I can set my mind, I can take this thought captive because I may be feeling, this doesn't, this doesn't mean to deny hurtful feelings and hard emotions, but I promise you, if you're living out of those emotions, you're going to be living in what I would say an irrational way because emotions are going to be all over the place at different times through the day, through the week, through the month, through the years. And we want to be in reality. We want to be focused and mentally sound where we are focused on truth. And that's the deeper place that that emotions can take us. And so that's my hope for you. My hope for you is that, and my hope for myself is that the, this, the being mentally healthy doesn't mean we deny hurtful circumstances or painful emotions, but ultimately we go to what is true. And that I can actually, I have the choice of being able to set my mind and listen to what is true and what is not true. And I'm going to reject those lies. And God, that's the work that God wants to do is he wants, he wants to renew our mind because the truth will really set us free. 
And we've got to really focus on what kind of truth are we talking about here? Are we talking about God's truth or something that we've believed to be true our whole lives? And and that's that's how we're going to live. If we're living based on a lie, we're gonna we're gonna act and respond out of that. And so I hope I hope this encourages you. We're gonna do a part three on now. What the, what does this look like moving forward? And what are what are some ways we can live in this this, this sound mindness? So reach out to us, please. Uh, send us an email if you if you need prayer. If you need, we do one on one coaching. I also want to mention that we have just released uh, our new book. So if you're interested in that, we would love for you to, uh, to to get a copy of that. It's called The Love of the Father, Enjoying Jesus Every Day. Uh, I hope that you would uh, support us in that. And we'd also love for you to leave us a review or a uh, to, if you want to support us financially, we would, particip- we would enjoy any of that. Uh, it would so encourage us um, uh, if you would do that. So as we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time.